Psalm 68, verse number 5. He is a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows. Wow. Think about that for a moment. When there's been brokenness, he always steps in. Father to the fatherless, so a defender of widows. Is God in his holy habitation? God sets the solitary, the individual, in families. Now, the result, he brings out those who are bound into prosperity. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Father, you're good. Your mercy has endured even to our generation. Thank you. Thank you for your truth. Illuminate truth. Help us to open our hearts so that it not only is received in our hearts, but begins to grow and bear some fruit. Help us to understand that there's something in your word for each of us in this room today that we can take home that will bless us and enable us to be more like your son. Transform our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Numerous things in these two verses. If things dry up in your life, sometimes it's because people are living in a state of rebellion. The result of rebellion will usually mean some very dry desert places, unproductive, fruitless. If you live in rebellion, the word says you will live in a dry land. There won't be a whole lot left over for you. Then he makes this powerful statement. God sets one in a family because if he can get one in a family who will honor him, serve him, he'll bring out those in that family who've been bound in chains. And all God needs is one that he's placed in a family, just one. Because with God, you have a majority. With God, one is greater than all the generations of addiction, generational sins, curses that, listen, might be in the background in your families. God says, if I can get one to turn to me with their whole heart, I can bring all the others out who've been bound in chains. It's a chain reaction. If you can get one, he begins a chain reaction. We stand in amazement by death-defying feats performed by stuntmen and magicians. At times, they'll bind themselves in chains and allow themselves to be dropped into a tank of water. And they know, you know, if they don't get free within a few moments of time, because they're pushing themselves to the max, they're right there at the edge of death, freeing themselves out of those chains before they run out of air, oxygen, and their lungs. There's something about witnessing someone wrapped in chains you know, we all, we all can identify with them. We all want to see them get free. It captures our attention when we see someone bound, trying to break loose from chains. And I believe all of us are born with a desire in us for freedom. Every human being is born with a desire to be free. Even as children, if someone attempted to restrain you or hold you down, you would fight to break free. Something in us desires freedom. To bind and restrain us 
is a hindrance. Well, chains are joined links of metal that symbolize captivity. They've been used throughout the human race to restrain people, to hold them captive. Chains made of iron, steel. And when you see someone in chains, it initiates a reaction. The fighter in all of us begins to pull for that one, to find freedom. Well, life itself has many ways of imposing invisible chains in your life. Invisible chains that minimize your mobility. Invisible chains that hinder and stop your progression. Those chains can take on many forms. They can manifest in your life as addictions to substance. Those chains can be formed out of a low self-esteem. There are chains that people are bound in, full of fear. The chain of depression. Bad news comes, and if we allow that bad news to process, the chain of depression will stop you from going forward. There is the chain of eating disorders that people wrestle with. The chains that may be related to sexual addictions. The internet can become a web of chains for some people. The chain of alcohol, the chain of shame because of the past residue of a failure. The enemy chains you, he holds you captive, hindering your life from being free and liberated as God intended. These chains are very real. The chain of mental oppression. And when the enemy attempts to throw chains around you to hinder you, you must react to those chains. Now, when you think of a chain reaction, it's a little different than the biblical chain reaction that I'm preaching about. Because when you hear the word chain reaction, your thoughts usually go to a picture of a serious car pileup. One car suddenly slows down under foggy conditions. The following car doesn't react in time, and there's a chain reaction. Car after car piles up. There are injuries, sometimes deaths, great damage to a lot of vehicles. Pileups like that yesterday when there was a sudden storm that moved through Southern California and Southern Arizona. This is not the type of chain reaction I'm preaching about, though. The chain reaction you need to have whenever something comes and begins to bind your life, whether it's worry or an addiction or a habit, you are to begin a chain reaction. I've seen many people get wrapped up in things, and they can't seem to ever break free. Not because God can't set them free, but because they don't have the proper reaction to the chains that bind them. You Listen, you don't have enough in you that reacts, that says to those chains, I refuse this chain of fear. I refuse this chain of worry. I refuse the chain of depression. I will not wear these chains. They will not bind me. Now, if you desire to be free, you have to react to whatever is holding you back. Today, you're going to get a lesson on how you do that. Jesus will help you, but you must have a chain reaction. Otherwise, that chain will wrap itself around you. It will squeeze the joy out of you. It will defeat you. You'll go around discouraged and depressed and hopeless, full of anxieties and fears. Praise and worship is the chain reaction to those things that would bind and enslave you. Praise and worship. Many don't understand why we praise the Lord like we're encouraged to do here at Calvary. Hands lifted. 
expressive praise, exuberance in our worship. Now, what is that? A chain reaction to those things that used to be on you, and they no longer can bind your life. That's why we lift our hands. That's why we sing. That's why we give thanks. It's a chain reaction. And some here today need to have a chain reaction to come to the place where you declare, I want to know freedom again. Something in you needs to say, I will not be chained up by worry, stressed out due to the pressures I'm suffering under. I refuse these chains. And here's how your chain reaction should look. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Sometimes you have to declare, I'm tired of being wrapped up by this depression. I'm tired of being wrapped up in fear and joylessness and anxiety. I'm tired of it, and I will not live bound by it one more day. Perhaps there's no greater illustration of this than you go to look at the lives of Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. The word says that they've been arrested for preaching the gospel. Wow. We're there again today, by the way, folks. People are being arrested every day in the world. Thousands of them have been murdered already in 2013 for preaching the gospel. They've been stripped. They were beaten within an inch of their lives, put in chains, and thrown into prison, in stocks, locked. Now, the great part of this story is not that Paul and Silas were unjustly treated. It's true. And part of the story is not that they were beaten so severely that they could have died from the kind of beating they received. All of us have gone through moments when we've been treated unfairly. We wonder at times because it seems like God is blessing some people while others are going through trials and negative seasons in life. There seems to be injustice. There are times when it feels like you've been beaten by the circumstances you face, beaten by trials and tribulations. We've all got stories to tell like that. The great lesson in this story is not that they were treated unjustly, not that they were beaten by their captors. The great story here, the reaction of Paul and Silas to what happened to them, their reaction to what was going on in their lives. When they were chained, they had a reaction that was not considered to be normal in our culture. You have to choose. You get to make a choice. When life beats you with trials and beats you down, when you've been treated unjustly, you have to demonstrate the proper reaction to those chains that come against you. You either let that problem wrap itself around you and squeeze all the joy out of your life and you lose your peace and you're negative and complaining. You go into worry and fear and depression. You can worry yourself sick about your children and your family. Or you can have a chain reaction to this. Paul and Silas are chained. They're beaten. They're thrown down into a dungeon. They are in stocks. And it's midnight. Messed up. Treated unfairly. Some of you have been treated that way. 
But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They had a chain reaction. They said, that's not the way we're going to be. We're going to give honor to the Lord. We're going to sing to him. We're going to pray. That's a proper chain reaction. I don't know what you've been going through, but I want to tell you what the proper reaction is. And the proper reaction is this. I refuse to allow the enemy to turn these problems into chains that bind me. I will praise the Lord, and I will pray even at the midnight hour. No matter what you're going through, how bad it becomes, have a chain, biblical chain reaction. Refuse to allow chains to bind you, but praise the Lord instead. This is your freedom fighter, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you ought to give him thanks because he fights for your freedom. So you sense depression coming at you at times and worries and fears begin to build. Here's your chain reaction. You praise and worship the Lord. God's good. God is on his throne. I will not fear for he is with me. How about true thanksgiving to the Lord? You feel the chains of fear snapping and chains of depression snapping. Chains of the uh, the worry that you have, they begin to snap. And all those things that were binding you snap. Praise and prayer will snap any chains that bind you in your life. And the word says as soon as they reacted to their chains, biblically, properly, through praise and prayer, well, they could have had a pity party. They could have come into church and gone around the sanctuary before service and whined to everybody that would listen to them. No. Tell your neighbor, if you'll be my Silas, I'll be your Paul. If you'll be my Silas, I'll be your Paul. I will not sit through this service worried and afraid and walking in anxiety and fear and depression, what you need to do is praise the Lord and watch chains begin to break. It's not that the chains aren't real. They are. It's your reaction to these problems you face in life. Praise and prayer releases God to work on your behalf. Now watch. And the prisoners were listening to them. And they weren't the only two guys in chains there. There were other prisoners there as well. And they were listening to them. Sometimes you aren't just praising God for yourself. Sometimes you're not worshiping just for yourself. Sometimes people walk in here and they're stressed out on the verge of giving up and they're addicted or bound. But all it takes is for the people of God to begin to praise and worship the Lord. And the prisoners hear our praise. The word says this is the result. All the doors were opened and everyone's chains We're lost. Wow. That a jailbreak. Now look at those seated on your row. If God can get one or two on your row to agree, he said, I can set the rest of those who are bound free. All I need on each row is a Paul and a Silas. And I can set the rest of that row at liberty. Can I have a Paul and Silas on every row and start a chain reaction here in this church. Yeah. 
I don't care if they're rolling their eyes at you or sucking wind. Listen to me. If two of you on your row will agree, there's a chain reaction when there's a proper chain reaction. You might have family members messed up. God says if you have the right reaction and refuse those chains, it will set other captives free. There will be another chain reaction. Calvary Christian Center needs to be free from worry and discouragement. You need to break that chain. If you will have a chain reaction, you will cause a chain reaction. Someone else needs to hear your midnight song. The foundations of the prison were shaken. Paul and Silas and all the prisoners walked away free from their chains that night. The foundations of the prison were shaken. What happened there? God was listening to them sing hymns and pray. said, you know what? I'm going to respond to that. God always responds to people who pray and worship. He always responds. He shook the foundations of the prison. Now, the human psyche... That which makes you up is a very powerful, that mind that we have is very powerful. That's why it's important to get your mind submitted to the word of the Lord. You see, because one has to choose to be free. You're just not free because you breathe. You have to choose to be free. There's an amazing phenomenon where those have been kidnapped, raped, and abused. It's called the Stockholm Syndrome. It comes out of a study that was done in Stockholm because in 1973 a bank was robbed by a renegade gang and they were held captive for six days, all the employees of that bank. And they abused them horribly and they tortured them and broke them down and tormented them and they were all in fear for their lives. At the end of the six days something had snapped in the minds of those captives they now displayed a sense of loyalty to their captives. That's called the Stockholm Syndrome. It's when there's a sympathy for the situation you find yourself in. You've been in it so long, you begin to accept the defeat. You accept the bondage. You accept the addiction. There are people who have spiritual Stockholm Syndrome. They have lived so long in defeat. They've been depressed so long they actually have become sympathetic with their status or their situation. Well, I have a right to be depressed. I have a right to be fearful. I have a right to to fear what's coming next week. Nothing good has ever happened in my life. You've become accustomed to your failure, so accustomed to losing, so accustomed to being bound and defeated and depressed, you actually develop a sense of loyalty to that. That's what happened to the children of Israel. They have exited Egyptian bondage after 400 years of ancestral slavery and brutality. And now they walk out free. And it wasn't very long. Just as far as out of Egypt to the Red Sea. Wow. Down the road a few miles. And they say to Moses, we were better off when we were in Egypt. Because they faced their first crisis and they defaulted to their spiritual Stockholm Syndrome. They got out of Egypt, but Egypt had not gotten out of them. It was still in them. You have to manifest a proper chain reaction. Free. When the spiritual Stockholm Syndrome gets hold of you, 
You actually believe what your captors have told you about yourself rather than the truth of what God's told you about yourself. The devil will tell you stuff about yourself regularly, frequently. That's why a young lady will look into the mirror and hate what she sees, even though she's thin. That's not what she sees because her voice is telling her, you're not attractive, you are not desirable. And that chain will wrap itself around her, and she becomes sympathetic to the captivity she's in. And that opens her up for further slavery and damage the enemy wants to inflict. Several years ago, a girl was kidnapped in St. Louis. And the police tracked down the kidnapper to his house. The SWAT team was advised, and they swept in, and they rescued the kidnapped child. But they also found another child in the same house who had been held in that house of horrors for over five years. The kidnapper held that child there for five years, and he was just blocks, literally, from his house. And the captor had so broken down that boy with physical abuse and sexual abuse and mental abuse that after five years of this abuse, the captor could leave the boy alone and go to work. And even though the boy could have walked out of that house, he wasn't bound against the wall. He could have walked out of the house, could have gone just a few blocks safely into the arms of his father and mother. Something inside of him kept saying, I can't do that. I am who he says I am. I cannot leave this place. There were invisible chains that had bound him. Even after he was rescued, he was so psychologically connected to his captor It took weeks and weeks and months to get him to return to the identity he once held of who he was. That's what happens to people. They begin to wear the chains that the enemy wraps around them. Then you remain depressed and you're down and you're doubtful and discouraged and you lose hope. And you remain that way week after week, month after month. You have to have a chain reaction to that. One that says, I refuse these chains. These chains do not belong on a child of God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Not worry, not depression, not defeat or anxiety about your children. Hear the words of Jesus. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So you refuse those chains in the name of Jesus. And here's the miracle. When you have the proper chain reaction, it begins to affect other members of your family. Because he put the single solitary individual into that family. Why? To bring out all the rest who are bound by chains. God says, if I can get one to have a chain reaction, it will cause a chain reaction throughout that whole family. That's why in Acts 12, it describes Peter in prison. He's waiting execution the next morning. The Romans had chained his hands and his feet. In Acts 12, when Herod was about to bring him out, next morning he was slated for execution. That night, Peter was doing what? Sleeping. Bound with two chains between two soldiers. And here's the key. A light shined into his prison cell. And light shone into that prison. 
And that's what I'm doing right now as I'm preaching the Word of God. A light is shining into the people's prisons of fear. Chained with depression, with addictions, with lies and bondage. Shame from your past. Chained to it. But the light of God's Word, the entrance of your words, gives light. So the light shone into the cell where Peter was being held. The next thing that happened, the angel said to Peter, let's get out of here. And the word says when Peter got up, the chains fell off. Arise quickly! And his chains fell off of his hands. So there's something we have to do. It's not just the miracle deliverance from the Lord. We have to act. And here's the other key. He had to follow his angel out of that prison. God will burst in with revelation. God will break the dawn for you with his light. And freedom is offered to you. He brings revelation. He brings truth to you. But if you're bound by an addiction, bound by substance or depression, God bursts into that prison, but you've got to follow him out. You have to do your part. You have to have a chain reaction. You have to say, I refuse these chains. I will not live as an addict. I'll be free. And it will touch my family. It'll touch my friends. And it'll cause another chain reaction. And if, I, if it will start with you, it won't stop with you. God will keep blessings flowing until the whole house, your, all your family members come to know him. You shall be saved in your house. Happened in the prison with Paul and Silas. You shall be saved in your house. My mother is a perfect example of this. She was the solitary believer in a family of seven sisters and four brothers, her father and mother, all of a different fellowship and denomination that didn't believe in at that time in a personal relationship with Jesus. But he put that one individual... That's why I'm standing here today in that family and brought her to himself. And before it was all over in the history of her life, every one of those seven sisters and four brothers gave their lives to Jesus Christ because he set a solitary one in that family and brought out all who were bound to prosperity. And I'm here today because God kept his word that he promised that I read to you as my text. So that light shone, chain reaction. I've watched through the years generational sins in people, sexual generational sins, alcohol generational sins, drug dependency generational sins, physical abuse generational sins. And these sins run in families like spiritual DNA. Just like there are predispositions to certain diseases that run in families, there are spiritual diseases that run in families. But then God gets hold of the heart of one in that family, and they're fed up and they're done. And they say, I'm choosing freedom over chains. And Jesus walks in and he sets the prisoner free. And Jesus sets in motion a chain reaction so that all of those that desire the same freedom get in on that chain reaction. And when the one is free, then they begin to fight for the freedom of others and fight for their families and fight for purpose. So when you're free, family members are going to take notice of what happened to you. 
because that's exactly the way it worked with my mother. Then they desire freedom. And the chain reaction leads the next family member out of their bondage. And even after you've mentally surrendered, Jesus comes to set the captive free, even if you're mentally chained. And then they get in to celebrate recovery, and they learn to walk in liberty. And he sets one in the family and brings the rest of them out of that bondage because of what he's done in your family. When one gets free, God begins to set all the captives and the prisoners free. I just read it to you from the scripture. And all their chains were loosed, and all of them walked out. They had a jailbreak. So I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I'm here with a word of hope. There's no addiction, no bondage, no generational sin that's held you or your family captive that Jesus cannot liberate. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Amazing. An amazing God. Let me ask you a question. How many have some chains in your life? The enemy keeps trying to wrap around you. And some might think, well, this is just for, you know, the substance abuser or the alcoholic or the anger management person. for those, yes. And your outbursts can come because you've had a trauma somewhere in your past and your only way of coping with it is you explode. But there are other chains that have wrapped themselves around you. There are some people who are consummate warriors or they're fearful. I'm afraid. You ask them, can you come? I'm afraid this or I'm afraid that. I'm afraid to fly afraid to leave this area. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Discouragement. That's another chain. Discouragement. Depression. Constantly thinking about all the negative things that have happened to you and you're depressed and you're bound by those chains. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, not a disaster, to give you a future and a hope. (laughs) What a freedom fighter. He broke into the prisons and he sets the captives free. And he wants to do that for you today. And so anything in your mind, because that's where the battle is fought, that's where the battle is won, that's where the battle is lost. In your mind. It's the battlefield. And whatever tells you that you have no hope is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. You have hope. That's God's word. You need a chain reaction. I wish you could see what I'm seeing right now in my spirit. You don't have to walk out of here with anything wrapped around you, but the love and arms of your God who's there to support you. Let's stand for a minute. Say thank you.